It's episode 17 and part three of our Ronald Ryan extravaganza. But before we get stuck into to the final part of our three-part series, let me introduce the storytelling, booty-shaking, heartbreaking, biscuit-decimating Bluey. Hello, Bluey, and welcome. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. I do have a packet of cookies in front of me for after the show. It's my yeah. Sunday treat. I'd be lying if I didn't say it inspired me. No, it was that was a nice one. Thank you very much. Good, good intro. Uh, are you ready for your icebreaker today? Cookie, cookie, cookie. You can't eat cookies on the okay. air. I have told him, guys, you can't eat cookies on the air. Uh, is that what you call it when you're on a podcast and you're on the air? You're recording? It's not radio, so. I don't know. I don't know either. Let's go with it. Bluey, tell me. Yes. What is your favourite, what was your favourite childhood movie? My favourite childhood movie, I think you know the answer to this. I do. Is <laughs> Flash Gordon. Yes. Flash. Yeah, we love Universe. Great album by Queen. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I knew that that would, I didn't know that that would trigger that song in you. It's a great album by Queen. It is a great album by Queen. Flash Gordon is good. I do enjoy the occasional when we put it on. It's my brother's favourite movie. I think I stole his favourite movie to be mine. I think it was his first when he was just a wee tacker. That's but fair. Uh, I, um, it's it's a thing we have in common. The old Flash Gordon. We mm. did. We got welcomed when we got married into our reception from the old Flash Gordon. We did. It was great, and uh, yeah, I do like from time to time. Really cool. She is. I mm. do like watching the movie from time to time and uh, seeing all the stuff that makes it cool but a bit lame, I suppose. Not lame, yeah, but the special effects aren't what they are now. But when you're a kid... That's what's good about it. When though. you're a kid, the best thing about being a kid is you don't need great special effects because your mind, your brain does all the cool stuff yeah, and right. makes it really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, you don't need to do anything special for your kids. Just give them a box and tell it's a spaceship and they'll do the rest. Says us. Who yeah, that's Parenting 101. Parenting 101 from Give them the, a box. Tell the them a spaceship. Cut a window in it. Fine. Yeah, you can cut a window in it. You can draw it on the trails. My kid, like it's super fun. Definitely. It's a rocket ship or a, a submarine or a little. Oh, house. What's your favorite movie? It depends on which age. I had a few different ones. Um, so probably when I was quite young, Watership Down Watership was yes. my favorite. He died. Uh, all of them die. Oh, That's no. it's. I don't know if you haven't seen it. Dark Siders, run out and get it. it. Not the new remake. That's disgusting. The original cartoon with Art Garfunkel's uh, Bright Eyes featured. It's mostly about rabbits just brutally murdering each other. Yep. Then after that, it was The Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. And then when I got a little bit older, it was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, yeah, Get I had a few different ones. No worries. I also was a big fan of Stephen Seagal when I was, when I was quite young. Yeah, you had yeah. a bit of a Seagal crush? Uh, no, I didn't have a crush on him. I just thought he was Some ladywood for the girl? No, I didn't have any ladywood for him. Girl I just thought he was cool and could yeah. fight. And then I grew up and was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> problematic. Very problematic. So do we have any listeners, listeners from any other part of the planet? We don't have any new shout-outs this what? week. I know. Guys, Darksiders, you are dropping your side off. All 102 of you. Deal. If you know anyone that lives in another country, another state, get them just to even get on for a quick episode. Not the first one. The first one's probably a bit dodgy. But after <laughs> that, right. after that, they probably are a little bit more 
palatable. So yeah, get him to knock on from two onwards and uh, get him to listen to the letter episode. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, love that thing. And <laughs> yeah, and so they can get we can get some more states and territories and countries and provinces or whatever. Yeah, we like doing the shout outs. It makes us feel good. Yeah. Makes us feel like we're not sharp. Yeah, so it's extremely uh, uh, self-centered of us. So without any further ado, let's jump on in. In part two, we looked at Ronald's time in the, on the run and his arrest and subsequent court proceedings. Uh, we decided between us that the Crown did a pretty shabby job of proving its case and the defence presented a case which we agreed left reasonable doubt. Reasonable. And that's where I left you without any closure on that court case. Um, again, the references this week are the same as the three previous two episodes. Um, also, just as an off-site, it's blowing its guts out outside, so you might hear a little bit of wind in the background. She's really windy. Can't do anything about it. Yes? I have a question. Oh, he's raised his hand. Folks. Yes, because I believe that I have a question not just for me but for anybody that has listened to part one and part two. Okay. Before we get started, will this be the final instalment of this saga? <laughs> do you know that's a fair question? So, because I don't want to get to it, and you get like part four. No, no. So, I, so this I is the, is this it? This is it. This is okay. the finale. All right, because I feel a lot of people are probably are probably like going to be apprehensive if yeah. I hadn't have brought that up. Thinking, I think a lot of people are like, ready for a ghost story dude, next yes. as well. I think oh, I'll really? Do a ghost, next time I'll do a ghost oh, story. I didn't, know, I didn't know you were intuitive to such things. Well, you know, I think a lot of people have come here for some for some of my A-grade ghost investigation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Spirit box. I know that's a thing. You do. You remembered some stuff. No, so we, this is this is going to be... Oh, that was a pretty good impersonation of Spirit Box. So, no, this is going to be the final instalment of this particular series. Awesome. And you'll find out why we looked at it in the first place. Okay. Mm. Looking glass, here we come. Yes. So after a 12-day court case, yes. despite the Crown's very flimsy case, yes. Ronald Ryan is found guilty of murder bom, bom. and is sentenced to death, which was the mandatory sentence at the time. Yeah, not mucking around. The jury claimed that they thought the death penalty would be commuted because that's what happened to the last 35 death penalty cases since oh. 1951. Capital punishment was falling out of favour with the public. There were more and more people protesting against it, trying to get the laws changed. Asses and assumptions. So the Crown had not actually executed anyone in quite some time. No, lazy bastards. One, of, no, <laughs> I think they just didn't want to piss anyone off. One of the jurors claimed that not a single person in the jury room thought he would be executed. This is a quote from okay. the jury Okay, so we're going to sentence you to death. I presume he dies, but we're going to sentence you to death, but we assume that's not going to happen. Yes, basically. They thought, well, because the last 35 times a death sentence had been issued, uh, the Crown had commuted the sentence into yes. life. So they didn't think that he was going to get hung. Okay. Well hung? He's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. That seems poor taste. Maybe. Maybe. Um, that's sort of the air of the episode, the air of the show, though. So this is a quote from a jury member. Of the jury, two members held out the first vote we took. But ten of us were sure that Ryan was guilty. He was a bit too sure of himself in the witness box. But the thing that decided us was handling the rifle, which had killed Hodson. We had been told that the rifle had a hair trigger, but when we examined it, we found we had to pull it at least a half an inch and use quite a bit of force. Eight members of the jury were experienced with rifles, either in the country or overseas with war service. 
So it was actually the rifle that kind of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they were like, if he fired a shot at Hodson, he meant to. Yes. That was their point of view, I think. Yeah. One of the jury members actually started a petition to try and stop the execution. Some of the jurors even said that they would never would have convicted Ronald if they thought the death penalty was actually on the table. Yeah, cool. An appeal was made to the Victorian Court of Criminal Appeal, which consisted of three Supreme Court judges. The argument was made that basically the evidence was insufficient to put a man to death. It was denied on June 8th, 1966. Brace yourself, there's a few of these. Second appeals were made for both Ronald and Walker on October 14th, 1966. These are also denied. Ronald was entitled to increase free legal aid at this point, which enabled him to access expert forensic analysis. That's hard to say. Expert forensic analysis. Expert forensic analysis. Nailed it. You you should be reading this. No. Oh, okay. Expert witnesses and to present a series of appeals available to those facing executions by the government. The court ruled it was unacceptable for a man to be put to death before he had exhausted all of his appeals. Okay. However, on the 12th of December, 1966, the State Executive Council announced Ronald's execution date would be the 9th of January, 1967. So the clock is ticking. Yeah. Ronald's defence attorney was so convinced of his innocence at this point that he offered to work the case pro bono, meaning without pay. Yeah. For anyone who's not sure. He went for the to the bar. They watch Law and Order. Love. They know. They've seen it. They they know those words. He went before the bar council to gain permission to do so, but they said it would be unethical. However, this big bold dude, his big name big bold or big bold. He's big bold. Oh, big bold. I think he's big bold. Big bold energy. He's got big bold energy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So his name is Philip Opus. Comes by the way. swinging. Phil defies the ruling. He goes against the bar's ruling and uh, represents Ronald for yeah, free. Yeah, he's having none of that. Uh, he goes on national radio, putting out a call for an instructor. I've no idea what that is. Is it like a second in command, do you think? An instructor. Instructor, somebody that carries out instructions? I don't know. Maybe. Or someone that gives instructions. Or someone that gives instructions. I don't know. If you study law, an instructor, we'd love instructor, to know. An instructor of instructions. An instructing instructor. You've said it so many times, it sounds weird now. Yeah? It is. Yeah. So he was quickly swamped with responses from people offering their services, and he picked a bloke named Ralph Friedman, or Fredman, I can't, I'm not really sure. Ralph. And a junior brief role was given to a woman named... I think it's Aileen Kittle, who was in study for her master's degree. So he's got a team. Yes. He's he's put together his Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. But there's only three. Going to knock some shit off. Yeah. So it's Opus's three. Opus's three. That's a good movie. Mm. Um. So they regroup, and all of these people working for free start up the appeals process again. On the fourth of January, nineteen sixty-seven, the state agreed to stay Ronald's execution to allow Phyllis, Philip Opus to fly to London to present the case to the highest judges in the Commonwealth. Wow. The appeal is denied. Denied. On 25th of January, Ronald's execution date is set for the 31st of January. Oh, right. So it's, it's coming up. They're sort of done fucking around. Yep. The day before his execution date, a stay of execution is ordered following an affidavit from the former prisoner, John Tolmey, who claims that he saw a warder fire a shot from the watchtower at the time of the murder. 
The following day, Tommy was charged with a perjury for making a false affidavit as oh, really? he was not in prison at the time of the escape. No, he's just making shit up. Yeah. And this happens, I think, in cases yeah. like this. People want to, because this was a massive case at yeah. the time. It had a lot of media attention. Oh, it would have been across the papers. Everyone was talking about it. So I guess this is just a guy who wanted to put himself in the story. Yeah, want to be a part of something. Or maybe he did know Ronald and he just didn't want to see him. He's a him. good fella. Yeah, maybe he I see bad things in his life. He's better now. He's reformed. Bit silly of him to not realize that, not to think that they would not realize that he wasn't in prison at the time. No, there was a lot of information of this case by then, so they wouldn't yeah. have to do too much to. to they didn't find have to out. dig too much to find his records. No. So Ronald's execution is rescheduled for Friday, the third of February, nineteen sixty-seven. Since 1951, the state government had commuted every single death sentence, however, and the Premier of Victoria, Henry Bolt, and his cabinet were insisting the death penalty remain in this case. Yeah, okay. So apparently Henry Bolt had a really hard, like, tough-on-crime stance, and I'm pretty sure this was like an election year. I never made any mistakes. I can't believe it be more like me. So 1951 is the last time somebody was uh, had the death penalty. Mm. And now this is in 1967, mm. 54 years ago. It's a long time to suddenly press ago. really yeah. hard. It does beg the question why. It feels a little bit conspiratory. Did he, did old Ronald, name's Ronald? Ronald, yeah. Did he sleep with his You've wife? You've only been hearing about it for yeah, a few, few weeks now. He didn't sleep with his wife, did he? No, I don't think so. No, oh, Although okay. he might have. An 11th hour plea for mercy was made in secret by four of the jury members who convicted Ronald. Oh, wow. They arranged and sent petitions, lettering, petitioning letters to the governor, begging him to exercise the royal prerogative of mercy and commute the death sentence, claiming that they genuinely believed when they found Ronald guilty that he would not hang. Yes. Seems fair. Like, I guess they feel pretty guilty about it at this point. Yeah. It's a, that's a lot of pressure to just sentence someone to death. I don't feel that it would ever be fair to put that on a jury. No. Like, that's a lot. They're just normal-ass people. Then they've yeah. got to carry the guilt of having sentenced someone to death. Like, that's awful. Yes. It's all fucked up. So uh, major Melbourne newspapers ran campaign after campaign opposing Ronald Ryan's hanging. An estimated 18,000 people participated in street protests 15,000 people signed petitions. The ABC, that's the Australian Broadcasting Commission, for those that are overseas and don't know. Did you know that's what that stood for? ABC, hmm. yes. Australian Broadcasting Commission. Yes. I did not know that. Did not know that. Didn't know what I thought it stood for, but I remember being a kid and there being an ad for ABC and it was an apple, uh, oh, what was it? Bananas and carrots. Apple, a bee and a carrot. Really? So I guess in my brain. Apples, bananas, carrots. Oh, that's what I apple thought. Apple, bee, carrots. The apple, banana, carrot. Apple, bee, carrot. Broadcasting could be, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. No, no. It's funny how your brain does things like that. Mm. And of course it's not that. No. Silly. Um, so the ABC actually suspended radio broadcasts for two minutes in protest of the use oh. of the death penalty. That's massive. Silent treatment. That's a huge Off deal. Off the air. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, far be it from me to give silent treatment for any reason. No. But it seems like a pretty big deal. Let's try it. <laughs> right now? You right want to do right now? Let's try it. Seems silent. like bad podcasting. Go. Yep, that's bad. Yeah, everyone tuned out. Yeah, we everyone just lost tuned everyone. out. We lost everyone. All of our listeners gone. We Bye. did. So it was the hot topic of the hour and hotly debated by everyone. By and large, people of the Australia did not want capital punishment in the country. 
All requests for mercy were denied by the Premier. On the afternoon of the day before the hanging, that sounds weird, the afternoon of the day before the hanging. The afternoon before the day. No, of the, the afternoon of the day. The so afternoon really of the day before said, the hanging. What I really should have said was the afternoon before the hanging. The, after, the day, the afternoon before the hanging. Exactly. So the afternoon of the day before the hanging was scheduled, Ronald's defence lawyer Opus appeared before a trial judge, Justice John Stark, requesting the execution to be postponed again to give them time to test newly discovered evidence. He pleaded with the judge, saying, why the indecent haste to hang this man until we have tested all the possible exculpatory evidence? Exculpatory is a great word. Exculpatory is an amazing word. This appeal is denied. Denied. He wants this guy to die. (laughs) A second plea was made to the Attorney General. So they go on to the big guns. Requesting the case be brought before the full court under Section 584. Does it sound like that or is it 584? Section Section 584. 584. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Of the Crimes Act. This is also denied. Paragraph 3, Section 2, Number Z. Exactly. Maybe not. Maybe. You should have been a lawyer. Don't think so. A third attempt. Object. (laughs) You sound like bloody Amber Heard's lawyer. A third attempt to save Ronald was made by presenting the Crown Solicitor's Office with a petition. This is also denied. All government moves around this case are shrouded in secrecy at this point. No explanations as to why these appeals are denied is ever offered. Mm. The evening before the scheduled execution, former prisoner Alan Kane arrived from Brisbane. He flies in quick to present an affidavit to the Cabinet. So he's gone straight to the Cabinet. Yeah stating he and seven other prisoners were outside the cookhouse when they saw and heard a prison warden fire a shot from the watchtower when Hodson was killed. Wow, the grassy knoll. Exactly. This this is the grassy knoll theory. Mm. These men had all been interviewed by the police, but the police had not, like the Crown had not called on them to give evidence at trial. So this fellow was rushed into a conference with his solicitor who tried to contact cabinet ministers to inform them of his arrival and his affidavit. He phoned the government house requesting an audience but was sternly told that no one would be answering his calls till 9am the following day, a full hour after the execution was scheduled. Really? They'd not even taken his calls. Not no calls. They had enough. Yeah. Move on. I'm not into this. It's not the vibe. Not the vibe. Ronald was informed that the final attempts had been unsuccessful and he would receive no mercy. Over 3,000 people gathered in the protest outside the prison and by midnight 200 cops had been deployed to control the chaos. Ronald was transferred to a cell next to the gallows trapdoor. His priest, Father Brosnan, was with him through most of the night. While Ryan wrote letters to his family, his defence council, the anti-hing committee and finally Father Brosnan himself. They were handwritten on toilet paper and neatly folded. They proclaimed his innocence and his clear conscience. How fucking scary is that? Like, yeah. that would be so scary. It would be very scary. Yeah. Like, it's I when I was writing it up, I sort of thought about what this night must have been like yeah. for him. And it's fucking dreadful. Well, it's pretty much, you know, like if you don't like going to the dentist or you're going to have a surgery or something's going to happen the next day, you've got an operation booked or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, the night before is you're very apprehensive. You know, you, yeah, you, if you don't, you know, if you're nervous, you're worried if it's going to hurt. Yeah, you, know? you don't. Well, and yeah, death is pretty final. 
the finalist of things. But it's um yeah, you can imagine, yeah, the night before, I don't know. And trying to write notes on toilet paper, I think, would have been pretty tough. Yeah. I wonder if any of that sort of stuff had survived. I think it probably still exists. Yeah. It would still exist. But I think you'd You think you'd give him some pen and paper and you know, Yeah, that's a gonna, bit rough, isn't yeah, it? When I gonna, read that I was like, fucking come on, give him a fucking yeah, notebook. Make your peace with your priest, but also make your peace with your loved friends and loved ones. Yeah, and, they're yeah. dreadful. You've got to sit there all night thinking about all the things you didn't yeah. do, all the things you did that could have led you down a different path. I really felt for him at this point. I was yeah, really I suppose like, anybody that's ever had this happen to them. Yeah, I really empathise with him, you know. So despite that, despite how scary and upsetting and, and the anxiety that he must have felt, he refuses to take sedatives. Instead, he takes a nip of whiskey, I mean, who could blame him, and he walks calmly to the gallows trapdoor. As they put the noose around his neck, he said, God bless you, please make it quick. The uh, I read that the hangman, like, put the noose on his neck and then lunged for the lever so that he wouldn't have to wait. Then at 8 a.m. on Friday the It's a very every, everybody's very emotionally um, involved in this, obviously. Yeah, nobody wanted this to happen. Everybody's very emotionally involved in it. So at 8 a.m. on Friday the 3rd of February 1967, the trap was opened and Ronald was hung at 40 years old. Wow. So I don't know about you, but I kind of was like... Even though, I, like, I knew what was going to happen because I picked the story, I was still really sad about it. Like, I feel kind of weird attachment to Ron. We've been talking about him for a few weeks. You now. have been. I think that's no. – it wasn't just a 45-minute yeah. episode where you've researched it and then – No, that's what I wanted to do. You've got in and out of your system. Yeah. You, you know, you've, you've you turned into a – and I remember you originally talking about it. You were worried that it wasn't even going to fill one episode. Yeah. And oh, here we I, are. Yeah. I really wanted to give him – like, it makes sure his life story be known. Yes. Like, I wanted to give him that. Like, So was he the last person to be hung? Well, you've jumped the gun and you've stolen the last line. Oh, of really? Episode, I've done, the, yeah, I've done you, the dirty. You bastard. No, it's fine. So Ronald Ryan is the last person to be hung by the state government, by the Australian government. Yeah. He's the last person to be executed in Australia. Last person to be executed in Australia. Yeah, that's why we're talking about him. Yeah. But... Nobody ever talks about his life and the reason that he got to where he was. Yeah. So I wanted to do that. Well, well done, love. Thank you. So a nationwide three-minute silence was held by his supporters at the exact time of his hanging. His fellow prison mates staged a protest, refusing to get out of bed, work or obey orders. The prison was silent that day. Wow. So he had his... Um, a lot of people really cared in, about this. Big influence. Yeah. And I... Maybe not so much about him, mm. but probably about about yeah, I suppose about how they felt about capital punishment, how they felt about I think the death that penalty. Plays a big role, yeah. yeah. And there was there was definitely there was definitely reasonable doubt. There was reasonable yeah. about doubt enough that he shouldn't have been hung. But I think also the cases made by a lot of people that we shouldn't be hanging motherfuckers anyway. Yeah, like it's yeah, so. Especially at this point, like it was really hard. Nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, and it was a very political issue, and like it was a big deal. So, Ronald... so nineteen sixty-seven, my mum and dad moved from England to Australia in nineteen seventy. So three years yeah. after, so three years after um, the last execution in Australia, my mum and dad moved here. Isn't that mental? You know, so it's, mm. it's you know they're in their twenties, so it's massively part of the you know in their time of their life. 
So Ronald was buried in an unmarked grave within the prison facility. So even after all that, he all that work to escape and get out and all that, everything he went through, he went straight back in again. Yeah. In 2007, wow. 40 years later, the Victorian Premier John Brumby, Brumby granted permission. No. <laughs> granted permission for Ronald's family to exhume his remains from the prison after an incident that involved Hodson, the man that was killed. Yep. His daughter jumping and dancing on Ronald's grave. What the fuck? Yeah. Apparently she's and I look I I I get it, but apparently she's extremely bitter yeah. and mad about this, which I get. I think I read she was like sixteen when her dad got killed, yeah, so okay. it's I get it. And like all that, it was a long time, and it would have been yeah. in the press, so she would have been copping it for at yeah. school. And so even yeah, now, a lot of people uh, lobby really hard for Ronald's innocence. She lobbies just as hard for his guilt. Yeah. Okay. So can so, forensic be done on the? I can't remember the first episode or whatever when we talked about the shooting, and it could have possibly been the guard. Was there bullets or anything found or in evidence? So There was to... never a bullet found. Yeah, okay. And there was never a shell casing found. Yeah, okay. Which is pretty shoddy. Yeah. So but it's... that's a bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. So there was never – that was part of the case that we made about how shoddy the Crown's case was. Like there was never any forensic or scientific evidence to actually physically prove that he did it. Nothing. Well, even – like I don't even know – like depending – so he – so the, the guard got shot with a rifle. Yeah. The same, it would have been the same weapon. It's the same that rifle that all of the guards, the guards have. Yeah. But if they don't have any casings, they would be probably be able to work yeah. out trajectory and the size of the impact. So yeah. the size of an impact, I don't know if it would be any different from I think if they a long way away now, in a tower or if it was close, like it was, yeah. it was as close as he was. Like the distance at which yeah. he was fired. And yeah. if it was like a through and through. Or if, if you was... also remember, Ronald copped the rifle it's, it's said that he cocked the rifle and expelled a shell casing in the tower before he left the, the prison, right? Yes. When they seized that weapon, it only had, it only had one bullet missing, yeah, okay. which is part of the argument. Yeah. So if he'd cocked that, but it's not really proven, but they reckon he cocked it, and yep. if he cocked it in the tower, then he couldn't have made that shot. Right. But it's just not really known because then there's people that say that they saw his rifle recoil and saw smoke coming out of it. It's, yep. it's a really convoluted case. But at the end of the day... You, that's that's the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, his actions hmm. resulted in a man dying. That's very true. That's so, very true. Whether he pulled the trigger or not. Yeah, his actions it resulted in that because of his actions. Yeah, that's fair. So he might. So maybe death for him might have been a, a the, uh, the the penalty might have outweighed the um the crime, the crime because mm-hmm. obviously nobody could come to an exact what happening of it. But if it was if he didn't decide yeah. to to do that, he wouldn't have put anybody's life in danger. No, that's exactly right. No, you're right. You make a good point. And you don't carry a gun unless you're willing to use it. Oh, that's fair. You definitely don't point it at someone. Yeah, exactly. So So Ronald was cremated and placed next to his now deceased ex-wife in Portland Cemetery, finally free from his prison term. Yeah, that's nice. 19 years after his execution, a former warder, Doug Pascoe, came forward on Channel 9 and other media platforms and admitted that during the escape he had fired a shot and always felt that it may have been the shot that killed Hodson. Oh, wow. So he got to him and... He said that he had never told anyone and he hadn't said anything at the time because he was, and this is a quote, I was 23 years old and a coward. In 1986, they tried to sell, he tried to sell the story. Yeah. But it was revealed by police that his rifle had a full magazine and he was not in the position to have made a shot. 
I wonder if there's evidence of that. I wonder if, like, every time you put your gun back in the armory or whatever you do, is it um, written down, like, full magazine or one excluded? It must be. It must be, surely. Especially after an event like this, after an escape where someone died. they would. I don't know how they they keep track of their honours. You would think there'd be a lot of things that they did in this case that they did not do. Yeah. So the claim was reject, uh, the claim was further rejected by another former warden named Bill Newman. So people are still arguing about this yeah. case, who claims that he was in Tower Three and Pasco was in Tower Four, which was much too far away to have fired a fatal shot. The duty roster backs up this claim. Twenty-five years after the trial, a man who had given evidence against Ronald comes forward because he's a bit worried that Ronald is becoming a kind of like Ned Kelly anti-hero kind of yeah. character. People like romanticising him a bit. Sure. So he told the Australian, let me assure you and your readers, Ryan did kill Hodson. He also goes on to say that Ronald's defence attorney should leave the bar as his emotional involvement had led him to distort facts and suggest that Ronald had not fired the fatal shot. Sure. This bloke's very adamant that he saw Ronald fire this shot. However, there's been arguments being made for and against Ronald's case ever since his hanging. Some experts are convinced of his innocence and there's good points made by both sides of the discussion. The judge that sentenced Ronald to his death regretted the sentence of, to, to the very day he died. He claimed he was convinced of Ronald's guilt, but he did not believe that he should hang. On the 1st of March 2004, in an interview with the Australian Coalition Against the Death Penalty, the ACADP, Opus, which was the defence attorney that worked for Frank, said, I want to put the record straight. I want the truth to be told about Ronald Ryan that an innocent man went to the gallows. I want the truth to be made available to everyone, for anyone young and old who may want to do research into Ryan's case or research onto the issue of capital punishment. I will go to my grave firmly of the opinion that Ronald Ryan did not commit murder. I refuse to believe that at any time he told anyone that he did. Which is such a, like, a Mm -hmm. firm... It's a... This is 2004. Yeah. So his execution really? was in yeah. 67, 2004. So this is and this, this is, has affected a lot of people's it lives. It really has. And what I kind of, when I started to learn about this case, what I loved about this case was that it is a perfect argument against capital punishment. Because yeah. some people say he definitely did it. Lots of people say he definitely didn't do it. You know, like you can't hang someone if there's even a chance like that you can't hang an innocent person yeah and if you can't prove unequivocally that he's not innocent how can you fucking hang him like it's and it's, all of it was on such a good argument testimony of witnesses and people involved yeah. and you know stories yeah. change everyone's stories everyone's story changed. You know, people's there was brains no fill in the evidence it was yeah, just filling the blanks it's and crazy it's, that they hung him it's so crazy yeah um so Philip Opus died in 2008, and to the day of his death, he was adamant of Ronald's innocent, innocence. Barry Jones, a former member of the Federal and Victorian Parliament, has stated that in this case there was reasonable doubt enough that it should have prevented the hanging, and that he believes the execution was pushed for by the Victorian Premier at the time, Henry Bolt, in order to push his agenda for law and order. Sure. And that, Louis, is the very long, sad story of Ronald Ryan the last man to be hung by the Australian government. Wow. Yes. Thank you very much. I thoroughly enjoyed that. the final end. So... Well, enjoyed maybe not. I've, yeah. Yeah. No, it's... I feel like it's an important case to yeah. talk about. I really do. So what do you think about capital punishment? It's obviously not something we have to worry too much about oh, now. We don't do not it. Not in Australia. Yeah, but certainly in Australia here, it doesn't happen. Places, oh, capital punishment, 
it's yeah one of those things that I think if if, if something horrible happens, yeah, um, that enrages you or gets your emotions going straight away, your first feelings and instincts are for even if it's got nothing to do with you, but revenge and um, absoluteness, which could involve in, you know, kill them or have yeah. them killed. But as you spend some time and talk about it, mm-hmm. and I suppose then, you know, talk about uh, humanity and realise what's going on, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but, yeah, you probably come to terms with nobody that deserves to to be executed. Yeah. Nobody deserves to be executed, Well, even if they choose to execute, mm. you know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, people that have created huge atrocities and things like that, that, you know, that's just extremely sad. And yeah, but for individuals that also have done, you know, well, they're all individuals, but have done horrible things. I, you know, you're, it's a complicated uh, yeah. issue, though, isn't it? It is a complicated I issue to because work with a woman who yeah. came from a country—I don't know—I um, won't say which one—but she came from a country where they do use capital punishment; they use it liberally. And her her argument for it—we didn't have like a debate or anything. We were having a conversation about it one day, and what she said was, "If you kill someone, or you rape a child, or you you hurt somebody like that, we are not going to waste our money keeping you alive. We just shoot you and move on." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that's a lot." Uh, it was. I was really intrigued by that. Maybe, but we, it, maybe we've grown up and become. I think. I think become soft. Yeah, become maybe, soft against it. Maybe we. We put a very high value on life. Maybe we're lucky that not only just as individuals, but yeah, on. yeah. It's yeah. Mm. I, it's not something I never ever want to be put in a decision to make. make no. That, to, to make that. I definitely call. think it is unfair to put that on jurors, on regular yeah. people like you or me, to have to make that decision. Could you imagine how bad those jurors must all? Well, they don't make the decision for death penalty. They, no, but they, they say they guilty on it. Him so, the, well, it was either the, it was either, the mandatory sentence, yeah. even though that had been commuted in the past. The mandatory sentence was, was de- death. But it's tough, you know. It's but, it's guilty or not guilty. Yeah. And then it's up to the judge to to render down his punishment, so he mm. can go from all right, he can be kicked out of jail on time served, or he dies. Yeah. And there's that whatever it is the pre the, the, the precedence in between, and everyone was just probably hoping that the uh, from the last so many years of nobody being being executed that it would you would just to get a lot life imprisonment. Yeah. Not saying you know that's much of a life, but living, you know, is better than no. not, I suppose. But yeah, it's a tough one, and it's something I don't want to go on a lot about because I don't know enough about it, and you know. No, but it's a good conversation. People get people get yeah, it is a good conversation, mm-hmm. but I think it's something that people get awfully passionate about almost definitely and uh i think whichever stance you take on it you probably feel passionately about it and so if you would like to take to our facebook page to discuss it i just ask that you be respectful yeah yeah no that that, that, that's important i think you know respectful speaking of which though you can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram at Dark Side yeah. Down Under. I'm going to go ahead and put the links to those in the show notes this time because it's only just occurred to me that that's the thing I should do. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe. Right? Feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you, our lovely Darksiders. Thanks, Darksiders. Get on board. Get other people to get on board. Yeah, just and, take their uh, phones and just go ahead and, like, put us on this. Yeah, Spotify yeah, playlist. definitely. You know, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. I would like love a listener from Antarctica. That would be cool. That's that's what we're going for. So if you know anyone that lives in uh, the old yeah, Antarctica, 
get him to get him to get on the old Wi-Fi, and I assume that's his very precious down there. But look, it'll be worth it. It'll make somebody very happy. That's Us. me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll put that on a t-shirt and wear it proudly. Did you have a? I'd probably tattoo it on your forehead. <laughs> on your forehead, a bit much. Well, you know, I've always wanted a face tattoo. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, Darksiders. Thank you for joining us for this very long story. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope it opens up some nice conversations that you can have. And I hope that, you know, we got to sort of give Ronald Ryan the attention that that Yeah, that his definitely. I'm going to do some deserved. more research in that and have a yeah. look. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Get an icy pole in you. An icy pole in you. You can take that okay. whichever way you like. I'll just... Oh, my God. Don't take it whichever way you like. Just put – don't <laughs> – what did you do there? Just like eat an icy pole. Okay. Take you back to your youth. Get the you super said, duper not going. What you said though. Get an icy pole in you. Oh my god, this is quickly derailed. <laughs> See you next week, Darksiders. Bye. Bye.